Welcome to the Ridge Life Podcast. We at Pleasant Ridge Christian Fellowship trust this message will be an encouragement to you. Please join with us as we look into God's Word with Pastor Mike Bird. If you've just been joining with us, um, we've been going through the book of Ephesians, and uh, we're here now in Ephesians 6, and we've been going through particularly uh, the uh, pieces of armor as uh, to how uh, the Lord tells us that we are supposed to be uh, putting on his armor and in his strength in order to stand against the evil forces, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. And as we've been looking at this armor here, um, we've covered the first three pieces, which allows us to stand against the evil attacks, uh, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and uh, as we looked at uh, last couple weeks, the gospel shoes of uh, peace that we're supposed to be putting on. And today we come now to the fourth piece of armor, uh, which is the shield of faith that we as believers are supposed to be uh, putting on and taking up uh, in order to stand against the evil attacks. And uh, the, the shield is very essential to the Christian. It's, it's needed in our life. I don't think any of this armor here is, uh, is armor that we can look at and say, well, I do need that piece definitely, but that piece I really don't need or I won't use that, that piece. All of the armor is needed uh, by the Christian because it'll allow you to face the attacks uh, from the enemy. So there's a lot here talking about the shield and today we're, we're only gonna cover why you need the shield and uh, what it means to take up the shield Uh, But next week, we'll cover more in depth of how you actually use the shield uh, in order to uh, ward off the enemy's attacks. And so that uh, little piece of paper that I had passed out there, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to utilize this in a way um, as we'll go through here talking about the flaming arrows that the enemy throws at us. Uh, You'll see, and we'll talk about what those arrows are, uh, but at the appropriate time, what I'd like you to do is, is write down uh, what an arrow that uh, might be that you have come under attack from. And uh, you don't have to put your name on it. But if you want, what I'd like to do is kind of gather those things up and then look through them. And then we'll actually give you some practical application of how you can actually use your shield and to warn off the uh, uh, enemy's uh, arrows that are coming up against us. So let's dive in here into this passage here, Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 16. Um, Look what he says here, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Now, uh, you need a shield, and first of all, why do you need a shield? Well, Paul is giving us this picture here of the believer in the heat of battle. Uh, there's, there's, there's attacks that are going all over, and there's these flaming arrows that are coming up against the believer's life. And uh, these arrows, they've been dipped in some type of a, of a, a pitch or a tar, and they've been ignited I mean, it's bad enough to get an arrow shot at you, let alone a flaming one. And these arrows are coming directly at you in order to destroy your life, to uh, maim you, to put you out of service uh, for serving the Lord. 
And so uh, it's a life and death situation that Paul is describing us to us here in verse 16. And how will he survive? Well, Paul's answer is very clearly, he says, you need a shield. Now, the three pieces of armor that we talked about the, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and um, the, the gospel shoes, that's just some armor. This is, that's not even having anything in order to actually defend. Uh, it's just for protection. But now here, we're actually starting to talk about actually being able to defend yourself as uh, you're taking up a shield. During the Roman time, the shield was a very essential piece of armor that the soldier needed. And as you'll see here, as we unpack this verse more and more, uh, why, the, why the soldier needed the shield? Why do you need a shield? Well, because you have an enemy who wants to destroy you. Remember what your enemy was like in uh, verses 11 and 12? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is a dire situation uh, that you are under attack. And so you need a shield. Satan is the evil one. He is powerful. He's relentlessly opposed to God and he's opposed to God's people. And as we saw when we looked at that enemy, it's not just an impersonal force. Uh, it's a, an intelligent, cunning, personal evil spirit who commands an army of evil spirits at war against God and his holy angels and his saints, you and me. And so this is why we must be careful as we uh, understand that we are in a spiritual battle, that we don't just uh, go off in, into enemy territory unprotected. Uh, we have to have the protection in order to stand. Uh, we don't go off into our Christian life like it's taking a walk in the park. Because I find that if you leave yourself unprotected, the enemy will find a way to come in and destroy your life. So we shouldn't indulge in the flesh and think it's just a, a little, a little, little this is not really going to harm me because in reality it will harm you. It'll bring great destruction in your life. Notice what Paul says here about this shield and what its purpose is for. He says, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts, flaming arrows, the flaming darts of the evil one. I believe these arrows include all forms of temptation that are common to all of us. Uh, maybe temptation to pride, maybe temptation to selfishness, uh, maybe a temptation that we battle every single day. It can be slanderous things that others say about us. It can be the temptation to fear, uh, the, the temptation about the world events, the fear of world events that are going on. It could be the temptation to fear our own difficult circumstances. It could be health problems. It could be death itself. There are these flaming arrows that are coming at you constantly. And if you are not prepared, you're not going to be able to extinguish them. And you'll become overwhelmed and you won't be able to overcome. 
And so Paul says it's essential for the Christian to take up his shield in order to protect himself against the evil schemes of the devil. So what are your flaming arrows? Could be worry, it could be anxiety, it could be depression. It could be some type of sexual perversion. Could be some type of temptation. What are your flaming arrows that come at you constantly? And what are you doing in order to protect yourself? The enemy will, fall, will throw these arrows uh, always. And usually what he ends up following it with, after he throws the flaming arrow at us, and we are not able to stand, usually the accusation then comes and says, ha, and you thought you were a Christian. You thought that you could, you could actually do this? You call yourself a child of God? So it's very important that we learn how to deal with these attacks. You have to take up the shield of faith. What does that mean? Here's the second thing. Take up your shield of faith. To take up the shield of faith means to actively be trusting in God and in his word. In Psalm 31, David had found himself in a very dark, desperate, desolate uh, type of circumstance in his life. It seemed as if the, all the evil forces in all the world was coming against him. And he was surrounded and he was drowning in all of this despair that had come into his life. I encourage you to study Psalm 31 on your own. There's, there's some great lessons from it. Um, but I want you to listen how David described his grim situation that he found himself in. Listen to Psalm 31 verse 13. For I have heard the slander of many. Tear is on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they schemed to take away my life. It's in a very desperate situation. His life is being threatened. But then he adds here in verses 14 and 15. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. David learned a very valuable lesson in life, and it was that he could trust God. How do we actually trust God? You, know, you hear that, people throw that around a lot. When people are in a tough situation, we sometimes say that. You just need to trust God. You need to believe God. You need to trust God. But what does that mean? What does it mean to just trust God? What, what is that? How do we trust God? We do it through faith. The word faith is used a lot in our Christian dialogue. It's one of our Christianese words that we, that we use a lot. But what exactly is faith? Paul used the word faith here in Ephesians uh, to refer uh, to the Christian faith, the, the, the body of truth, the body of the doctrine of the gospel. In Ephesians uh, 4, 5, he, he says this, uh, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. He also said it in verse uh, 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
but he also used it to refer uh, to our faith in the gospel and in God's promises. Listen to a few of these things, and you can mark them here through Ephesians. Look what he says here, Ephesians 1.15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love toward all the saints. Look at verse 19, chapter 1. He says that what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. Look at uh, chapter 2, verse number 8. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God. Look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 12. He says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. That's faith, confide. With confidence, faith. Confidence through our faith in him. Look at verse number 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Look at Ephesians 6, 23. Peace be to the brothers in love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul refers to faith as being part of the gospel and we're trusting in the gospel, we're trusting in his promises. And that belt of truth, remember the belt of truth that we are to be putting on? We are taking God's word, what he says, and we're believing it. Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe it? If you don't believe it, it's not going to help you. You actually have to put your faith, you have to believe it, you have to trust in the word as to what God reveals to us through his words. And so this body of truth that God reveals to us in his word, it's that belt of truth that we're buckling on in order so that we might stand. And so I gather from this that Paul is using the shield of faith to refer to actively trusting in God. So faith is not some type of mystical unknown concept or idea it's not some nice little word that's been crocheted on your grandmother's pillow. Faith is an active part of the Christian life that you are placing confidence in God's word as to what he says to us. Maybe you can help me out with this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So faith is in direct connection to the word. And if you want to be a person of faith, then you need to be a person of the word. Let me say that again. If you want to be a person of faith, then you need to be a person of the word. In this circumstance, our shield is our faith. It is applying who God is and what he says to the particular problem of temptation that the enemy has shot at us. So for example, if I struggle with worry or anxiety and those flaming darts are coming out against me, what do I need to do? I need to find out what God says about the matter and actually follow the teaching of the word, what he says I need to do about it and put it into action. That's faith. That's believing God. 
Sad to say, but I believe that this is where many Christians find themselves wounded in battle because they fail to apply biblical truth to everyday situations in life. They refuse to use their shield of faith. They refuse to take uh, uh, up their shield and actually use it to ward, ward off the enemy's arrows. I want you to take note of here a few things about this shield of faith. Number one, the shield protects us. The shield protects us. Roman soldiers during this time had two shields that they used. One of them was a smaller shield that they would use in hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so they're going up against an enemy and there's a sword that's coming and they would use it to deflect and in order to protect themselves. But the other type of shield, this was really cool the way the, Roman, the Romans did this. They had another shield that was probably about four feet tall or so. And it was curved. And it was made out of wood. It was layered wood. It was laminated wood. It was put together. It was compressed together. And it was curved. And then it was covered in a leather and then bound in iron. And what these Roman soldiers did, their military tactics, is let's just say they were going out onto the field and there's another enemy that is approaching them. And they have archers with their arrows. These Roman soldiers would actually hide behind that shield and it would cover them so that they would not get hurt. And it was able to protect them completely. And what's even more just awesome how they would do this is they would actually band together, put their shields together and form a wall. And then they would even have guys put their shields on top. And it was just like a giant shield moving in towards the enemy. And so if a soldier went out from the protection of that shield, he could be wounded. So the shield protects us. As long as we are staying behind the shield, we're able to quench or extinguish those fiery arrows that the enemy is throwing at us. In some historical Roman accounts, one soldier reported having over 200 enemy arrows in his shield after an intense battle. So the shield was essential for survival. And Paul says that faith is our shield. We need it. In one of his sermons, Martin Lloyd-Jones said about this shield of faith, he said, faith here means the ability to apply quickly what we believe so as to repel everything the devil does or attempts to do to us. So the shield gave us protection. Secondly, the shield is to be used in all circumstances. Notice Paul says here, in all circumstances. He doesn't just say some circumstances, but all circumstances. That ought to tell us something about living the Christian life. That if you're going to be a follower of Jesus and you're going to live out the gospel and you're going to follow Christ and you're going to believe his word, you are going to face persecution. You are going to face the enemy's attacks relentlessly because it's in every circumstance i believe the believer is to be armed at all times 
You need to be ready because the enemy has his, his arrows ready and they're marked and they're ready to be thrown and shot right at you. And so the enemy has these arrows and he'll bring them when you least expect it. There's something interesting to think about here with these circumstances that the believer finds himself in. Do you believe that God is sovereign? Meaning, do you believe that God is in control of everything? That there's nothing that surprises him? That he's not just like, oh, I didn't know that that was happening. Do we believe that God is in control? That he sits on the throne and he rules and he reigns in everything? If you believe that, then there's something awesome that we can learn from all of this. Because if we believe that he is sovereign then the circumstances and the trials are for a reason. When the enemy shoots his fiery arrows at us, it drives us to Christ for faith. It should drive you to Christ. It should drive you to his word that you are resting upon it and trusting in it, relying upon it for help. Because when the arrows are flying and we take refuge behind our shield, we come to know aspects of his glory and his beauty that we did not know before the battle. As he delivers us, we know by experience, as David did, that he says this. He said, he is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 18, 2. So don't shy away from the circumstances that you find yourself in. Woe is me. But rather, allow them to come because it will drive you to find your refuge and your shield and your buckler and your rock in God and Him alone. And it'll teach you something about who He is. Thirdly, the shield is to be used to help other believers. The way the Roman army moved ahead during this, this fierce attack as they would band together their shields and move forward, uh, they would form this wall of defense. And I believe that while each soldier had to hold down his own shield, the strength came by doing it with the others. There's a great principle here, a great spiritual principle for us. You see, Satan is not just out for us individually. <laughs> He's out for all of us corporately together. And as we find like uh, Ellie over here, she might be facing some times of intense attack. That's where we as believers need to come up be uh, beside her and strengthen her and be there to form a wall to help her go through the attack. And that's true of any of us in here. And so we have to come together as we face the enemy's attacks. And so the shield is to be used to help other believers. We must stand together. We pray for one another. We encourage one another in the word, in the fight of faith. We're giving them the word. We're giving them the promises of God. We're telling them, God is going to get you through this. He's going to help you. And all of this is important as we band together using our shields. Fourthly, the shield is our faith in God and in his word. 
The Bible often refers to God himself as our shield. In Genesis 14, we read this story about Abraham and how Abraham led his men against four kings that had taken his nephew Lot. And they took all of, all of his possessions. They took Lot. And they have him in captivity. And when they, uh, when they did this, Abraham decides he's going to uh, want to go up after Lot and rescue him. But he was afraid. He was afraid of these kings. And he was uh, terrified of what was going to happen. And he was afraid that they were going to uh, come back and now... Uh, fight against Abraham himself. Uh, but at that point, the Lord appeared to Abraham in a vision. And, and in Genesis 15, 1, this is what uh, the Lord said to Abraham. Do not fear, Abram. I'm a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. Can you imagine what kind of, what kind of encouragement that was that as Abram found himself in this circumstance, he went after the Lord and he trusted in God. David knew God in the very same way in the Psalms where David is enthusiastically praising his victory over all of his enemies. David praises God by saying this, Psalm 18, 2 through 3, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Psalm 115, 9 through 11 really hammers it home for us. Listen to what he says. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. So while God himself is our shield, Paul here applies that fact by saying, that it is our faith, meaning our faith in God, who he says that he is, believing who he says that he is, and actually taking refuge in that, that gives us the protection that we need as we face these fiery darts that come against us. So this is why Paul says, in all circumstances, take up the shield. Take it up. Actually put it into practice, put it into use. You know, the Bible is full of stories of believers who were found themselves in tremendous circumstances of, of grim despair. And it almost seemed like their life was going to just extinguish. And a lot of times their lives did extinguish. And you can read about all those in Hebrews 11. And it says over and over and over and over again, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. These people were able to live the life that God had caused them to live. So if faith is believing God and trusting him, and it is this trust in him that gives us the protection that we need to extinguish all of these evil arrows, these fiery darts, these fiery darts that are coming against us. How do we put this shield of faith in real day-to-day -day practice when I have fiery darts of doubt, uh, maybe depression, anger, um, Bitterness, wrath. 
worry, anxiety, how do we actually extinguish those fiery darts? So this is what I want you to do. Next week, we're actually going to pick this back up and we're going to actually look at those things. And so if you want to write down a fiery dart that you have been facing, write it down. Let's say completely anonymous. You don't have to put your name on it. You can drop it in the, in the back there in our uh, offering box. And I'll go through them and I'll find the ones that are pretty common to all of us here. And what I'd like to do is just really give you some practical help of how you can actually ward off these, these uh, fiery darts uh, that are at us. So next week, we'll, we'll take a look at that. Let's pray together. If you're interested in more information about our church or knowing the peace that Jesus gives, visit our website at lifeattheridge.church.